we're in this series called How to Live Through a Bad Day. And when I was praying and planning my preaching calendar for this year, I knew that I wanted to preach this series based on a book by the same title, the same title, How to Live Through a Bad Day. It's actually out of print by a renowned spirit-filled preacher, pastor, leader, Dr. Jack Hayford. He actually led for years the International Foursquare Gospel Church and just a pastor to pastors. He's the chancellor, the president of the King's University in California and Dallas. Just an amazing man of God. And he wrote this book years and years, decades ago, called How to Live Through a Bad Day. And it was based on, and this series based on that book is, based on the seven final statements that Christ made on the cross. So as we're leading up to Easter, I just I really felt like this was the great sort of season as we think about Easter and what, you know, the Super Bowl of Christianity celebrating the resurrection of Christ. And I really thought that, you know, this would be the right time for us to talk about specifically these seven statements and really how they apply to our lives and, and the death and the burial and resurrection of Jesus is all we really have to talk about. Our only hope, everybody, is the death and burial and resurrection of Jesus. Amen? Like that's what we have. That's what we cling on to. And so they on, uh, the, the premise of the book and the premise of this series is that even on the cross, even on the cross, even on His worst day, enduring all of the pain that He did, all of the shame, taking on the sins of the world, both past and present and future, everything that Jesus had endured, He was still so powerful that what He says teaches us life lessons. What kind of God is that? That that even though He's enduring all this pain, even though He's paying for your sins and my sins, what He said, he's still, while He's hanging on the cross, He's still teaching us. He's having His worst day. Listen close, and it really was His darkest day. He's having His worst day, and... He's living through this, the hardest situation of his life. And it was unique to him, like what happened to him was unique on that day. But it's not unique to all of us in that we have bad days. But it, it gives us kind of a glimpse into what do we do on our bad days. So when we look at his worst day, we look at our, our days and we go, man, how, how, do I, how do I live through the worst times of my life? And some of you are here today and you know that. You, you know what it's like to live through a bad day. How many of you have, have lived through a bad day recently? Let me see your hands. You just lived through a terrible day. How many of you are living through one right now? Let me see your hand. How many of you are sitting next to your bad day? Where you at? Go ahead. <laughs> don't raise your hands. You want to go home with somebody. Don't, don't do that. But let, let, me, let me let you know a little secret. I wouldn't tell everybody this on Sunday, especially people that come to second service. But anyway, I, I wouldn't tell everybody this, but you help me through my bad days. You, you, you distract me from my own problems. You know why? Because I know that, that when I come here on Sundays, you're there's hundreds of you who are living through your bad days and you're expecting an encouraging word from me. So I know i got to settle my bad. Let me give you a real life example. Come on, everybody. I'll be preaching a relationship series and Brandon and I hadn't talked in three days. Where y'all at? Come on, somebody. Where are you at right now? And we'll get to Saturday night and I'll go, baby, come on, let's be friends. Come on, girl. we got to work. Jesus, help me. we got to work this out. I'm dumb. You're right. I'm, I'm wrong. we got to work this out. You know why we have to work it out? Because i got to come in here and give you an encouraging word. It distracts me from my own. I, I'm, I'm coming here to help you instead of focusing on my stuff. We're, we solve our stuff faster because I know I'm here to help you through your stuff. One of, the, one of the privileges I have as a pastor, one of the things that, they, that, that, that in the Bible especially you'll find it and reference like a shepherd. And one of the things that I do, my job as your shepherd is to take you from hillside to hillside to feed. 
That, that's what message series are. Let me let you in a little secret. All of these series, these are just hillsides that I bring you to so I can, you can feed right there. I'll, I'll park you right there and I'll say, y'all go out there and graze a while on that. Y'all go out there and graze. And that, that's my job. And so when I'm doing that, it's distracting me. I, now I don't, get, I don't get covered up in my own stuff because I'm trying to help you because I'm trying to bring you an encouraging word. Here's the second thing it'll do if you'll do it. If you'll help somebody else who's struggling through their... If you're somebody who's experiencing the same struggle, it helps us see the solution to our struggle. Because look into my eyes. You're blind when you go through pain. Pain is blinding. How many of you have ever lived through something physically or spiritually or emotionally that was blinding to you? Would you just raise your hand and say, Man, I know what that's like. I can't see. I, sometimes physically I can't see. I can't see a way out. God, I don't know how this is going to happen. And, and, we, and, we get, and we get in the middle of all of this stuff, and we can't see this. It's so funny to me. When you go through something, you can't see the way out. You're blind to it. But when your friend goes through it, you become Dr. Phil. You know what I'm talking about? You're just the best counselor in the world. You're like, dummy, it's, it's so easy. You just do this, this, and this. And they're like, why couldn't I see that? Because you can't see it when you're in pain. Because pain is blinding. And if you'll help somebody else who's experiencing the same, if you'll spend this Easter season not worried about you, worried about who can I help, who can I reach, who around me needs hope and help and life, who around me needs more, need, needs God to lift them, who can I help? Then suddenly you start seeing, the, oh my gosh, I'm helping them and it's helping me. I'm finding the solution. To where I, to my problems, not because I'm so smart, but because I'm helping you find the solution to yours. Here's a certain, thank you for the amen. Everybody else shout a big amen. Yeah. Let me tell you the third thing that it'll do if you'll do it, if you'll help somebody else who's experiencing your same struggle. It'll allow you to put everything into perspective. It will allow you to put everything into perspective. This is, when you're going through a bad day, listen close. It's, actually, it's easier to believe that it's worse than it actually is. When you're going through a struggle, you'll, you'll convince yourself that it's worse than it actually is. Nobody's ever dealt with this before. Nobody's ever had a problem like this before. Nobody's ever been married to this joker. Well, actually they have and they left him and I don't like him. <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm not talking about any of y'all. I'm talking about that other church. Nobody, nobody else knows my, that, 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 that old song, nobody knows. You know what I'm talking about? No, nobody. Nobody knows my struggle. Nobody knows where I'm at. No, nobody's ever had it like this. Nobody's ever had this problem. Nobody's ever faced this before. But when you help somebody else, you start getting perspective. You, have you ever, you ever helped somebody who had less than you, and you get in the car and look at your spouse and go, oh, my gosh. Honey, we're blessed. Like, we've got more than we need. You ever done that? You ever gone on a missions trip a short? Here's the reason why I think you go on a missions trip once in your life. I think you ought to go as many times as you possibly can. Because of what it does, especially in this church, I want you to see where your tithing and offering goes. I want you to visit the people, put faces, hands. I want you to be there when we work through local churches who are spreading hope and life in their communities and building the kingdom in other places. But really, what I, it's about the change you're bringing them, but really I want it to bring change to you. Because you'll get back on the plane and you'll just thank God for everything you've got. You'll thank God for everything that you possibly have because it changes your perspective. It puts everything into perspective. I don't have it as bad as I think I do. Listen to me, everybody. 
If you came in today and didn't drag an oxygen tank, you ought to be able to sing. You understand what I'm telling you, everybody? If you came in today and you didn't have a walker, or even if you had one, park it right here, hold on to a chair, and jump up and down just a little bit. Like, you ought to change your perspective about what you got. When I start helping other people, it's amazing what happens to my stuff and my perspective. God will meet you there if and when you help somebody else who's struggling. And really, I want to direct this whole church. And I, the reason I took this Wednesday night to do it instead of more singing, honestly, is because I want you to focus for this Easter season on others. On others. I want this church to turn its eyes toward others, towards people who are hurting, towards people who are far from God. You say, man, I don't know if anybody else is like that. I don't know if there's anybody. I heard, some, I heard a statistic the other day that of people who call themselves Christians, I'm talking about of people who actually claim to be Christians, 19% of them actually faithfully attend church. And by faithful attendance to church, the surveyor put a cap on 19 weekends a year. Less than every other week. Less than 20% of people who actually claim to be Christians attend church faithfully. This Easter season, there are people in your life that are struggling, that are hurting. Uh, of people who claim to be Christians, over 40% of them don't believe that God actually answers prayer. There are people in your life who say, man, we're good Christians. We go to so-and-so church down the road, first church of the refrigerator down the deal, and we, that's where we go, and it's cold and dry, and I don't know. And they're just desperate for somebody to say, hey, remember me. Like, I'm, I, I don't know, your marriage got better when you started I don't know, man, you seem to be different. Things seem to be different in your life than they are in my life. And I'm going through the same struggle that you are. And if you'll do that, God will meet you there. Here's what the Bible says. Listen to Isaiah. If you spend yourself, I, I love this. I, I absolutely love this. Isaiah 58 says, if you spend yourselves on behalf of the hungry, even when you're hungry, listen to me, and you'll satisfy the needs of the oppressed. This is the Bible. I did not write this. This is your Bible then your light will rise in the darkness, not theirs. Your darkest day gets brighter if you'll spend yourselves on the behalf of others. And your nighttime, the worst time, I'm telling you, when I read this in my office, I had a praise break right by myself. Y'all hear me? When you, when you do this, the Bible says, now your night will become like the noonday. How many of you need that in your life? So just be honest and say, man, I need the bright shine. Let me tell you something. The only way things are going to get in your life when the light comes on and everything changes is if you'll learn how to spend yourself for somebody else. If you'll learn how to focus your whole life on others. Listen, we serve a God who sent His only begotten Son to die for you for others. It's for others. Everything about Christianity is about others. Everything about this church, look at me in the eyes. As much as I love you, and I do. As much as we need you, and we do. As much as I value you, and I do. This church primarily exists for the people who aren't here yet, not for the people who are here. And don't misunderstand what I said. We, we, we exist for you, but not primarily for you. We exist to mobilize you to reach them. 
We exist. My, my job when I take you on these hillsides and I'll help your marriage, but I'm helping your marriage so you can help somebody else's marriage. When I take you on this hillside and I tell you about the power of prayer and how God would answer prayer, it's because I want you around your cubicle when somebody gets diagnosed with cancer for you to say, let's stop everything right now. I don't know what the doctor said, but God can do anything. God can answer anything. God can heal anything. And you lay hands on them and the sick recover. That's why I'm taking you to these. Listen, it's I love you, but I'm in love with them. I'm distracted by them. Jesus loved all 99, but he was distracted by the one. <laughs> he loved the nine. I love y'all. Y'all stay here in grace, but I've lost one. Tell me where that one is. Jesus, why would you, why would you leave 99 healthy? Because I'm distracted by people who aren't here yet. Because I want to spend my life with other people who are experiencing the same struggle. And if you'll do it, listen, I'm giving you a life change. I know it's not as powerful as a weekend. I know you're looking around. There's not as many people here as a Sunday. But let me promise you this. This principle will change your spiritual life. It'll change everything in your life. If you'll live the rest of your life, spending it on behalf of the hungry and satisfying the needs of the oppressed, doing something for somebody else, reaching for more people, then suddenly your light begins to rise in the darkness and your night becomes like the noonday. God will meet you there. We've organized our whole church around this idea, everybody. Look, reach underneath your, your um, you know, rear end. There's a... There's a, there's a card there on one side of it. It's got growth track. Good looking guy on it. Pull it out. Look at it. We've organized our whole church around helping you find the thing that God's called you to do so you can do this thing the rest of your life. Listen to me. Let me let you in on a little secret. I, I want to say this as nice as I possibly can. We need you. We do. This team needs you. This church needs you. Matter of fact, if you're not on the team here, I don't... I, I, I don't know why. I Honestly, I don't know why you'd come to Wednesday night and not be on the dream team. This is the best. I want you in here. We need you. We need you. We need you. We need you. But listen to me. The reason why I push you so hard to get on the team, the reason why that, that growth track, the reason we put that out every single weekend, the reason I talk about it every single message, if I'm preaching about hell or sex, I'm going to tell people to go through growth track. You know why? Because of this principle. Because if I can get you distracted by the needs of others. If I can get you helping others, then I'll help you. But if I can't get you reaching for others, if it's all about you, then you'll always come in here with all of your stuff on time. Am I just making sense to anybody? You understand what I'm trying to tell you? If I can get you helping others, if I can get you spending your life for other people, this is a spiritual principle that the reason why I want you to get connected to church and discover your talents and get on a team and start making a difference that my motivation is not solely because we need you we do but that's not it I'm motivated to get you on a team to make a difference in somebody else's life because it helps you because your light will rise I've seen it over and I can't tell you how many times Nicole De La Trina, stand up honey Stand up. Where you at? Stand up. Stand up. Santa and Amelia Baskin, where you at? Stand up. Stand up. Stand up. I've seen, I've, I've just seen, I've just seen it over and over and over. I've just seen your light ride. I, they got on the team. We baptized their families. They come out of the water. Brand new people. Marriage is better. Jobs better. Everything gets better. Have a seat. Just Jeremy Ramsey, where you at, Jeremy? Where you at, buddy? Where you at? Guitar player. Stand up. Come get down here where they can look at you, buddy. Get down here. Get on that landing. Y'all turn around and look at that. Listen to me, everybody. 
It just looks like guitar playing to you. Let me tell you what happened to him. We've been believing God for one, so help me, look in my eyes. For a year, we sat at that elementary school, crossed from a table together, cried together and said, I don't know if I'll ever get into med school. I don't even know if I'm doing the right thing trying to become a doctor. I don't even know if it's the right thing I'm supposed to do with my life. I said, Jeremy, you give your whole heart to God, buddy. You give it everything you got. You get on this stage and give it all you got today on his way to load in, everybody. He got accepted to med school at UIW right here, right here, just like that. He's been pre-med all of his life. <laughs> I'm pre-med right now. <laughs> all of y'all pre-med. He is now med. <laughs> you say, oh, that was just coincidence. That's not coincidence. It's not one bit coincidence. You listen to me. If you'll water up, if you'll do, if you'll spend yourself for others, suddenly your night will become like the noonday. It'll just happen in your life. God will make a way in your life if you'll do it for other people. The New Testament says it like this in 2 Corinthians, All praise to the God and Father of our Master Jesus Christ, the Messiah, Father of all mercy, God of all healing counsel. He comes alongside us when we go through hard times. He comes alongside us when we don't know the answer to our own problems. He comes alongside us when our marriage is struggling, when we have no money, when everything seems lost, when the doctor's report is bad, when I feel like I have no direction in my life, when I can't get into the school of my dreams, when I don't know how it's going to happen. He comes alongside us when we go through hard times. And before you know it, He brings us alongside someone else who is going through hard times. So that we can be there for that person just as God was there for us. Let me tell you the reason of your bad day. The reason for your bad day is so you can help somebody else through theirs. I'm telling you, you were made for this moment. Look back over your life, the hardest times. So you may be in it right now. You were made to help somebody else who's struggling through their bad day. Even on the cross, paying for your sins, Jesus looks over and finds someone else. Experiencing the same struggle. How do you do it? I'd be a bad pack. I got three minutes and twenty. I hate this countdown. I gotta hurry. Listen. How do you do it? Let me give you three ways. Let me tell you three ways how I want you to do it over the next four weeks. Headed into Easter. I want you to, I'm telling you, I want this church to be distracted. I want you to spend your whole life distracted by others. Here's the, here's the first thing. You offer them stability. Come on, Kent, come play, buddy. I'm, I'm not done. I just like you playing. Offer them stability. Offer them stability. Jesus says it like this to the thief that asked him, Would you remember me? He says, Assuredly. I love that translation. That's New King James. Assuredly, he says. Listen to me. People in your life need something solid. The people on your floor, nurse, they need something solid. Everything's shaking. The people in your office, construction, the, pe the people that you, at 7 o'clock in the morning when you're there around, the, what they didn't tell you is how their world is shaking. And they need something solid. And Jesus is looking at this thief on the cross and his whole world is shaking around him. And he says, hey, 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 hey. Assuredly, I tell you. Give them something solid to stand on. Offer people something stable in their instability. It's the reason why I want you to be at church every time you can. Again, not because we need you. I mean, I don't want you to misunderstand. We need you. But that's not the reason. 
The main reason is because I want you to be so stable that when there's somebody in your life who's in unstable, when God finally puts that coworker who says, I, don't, I, I can't go one more day, you go, oh yeah, you can come one more day. Come with me on a Wednesday. You can go through one more day. Hey, I've been through that. It's stable ground here. Here's the second thing you do. You offer them support. Offer them support. Jesus says, assuredly, I say to you, today, look at this. Look at this screen, everybody. You will be with. Turn that card over you got in your hand that you got from underneath your rear. Look at it. got to get in a connect group everybody City Hills I'm telling you the only way you're going to live through a bad day is you will be with me somebody needed somebody else to go with them Jesus said listen to me look at me he said I'm not going to make you take this journey by yourself you can come with me you can come with me the world needs people to say you can come with me you can ride with me I'll pick you up you can come with me I'll come with you when we do baptism celebrations, some of my favorite days ever pastoring this church are baptism Sundays and dozens and I think so far, a year and a half old, we've baptized, I don't know, our last, close 70, 75 people so far in a year and a half. Absolutely amazing. One of my favorite things is when somebody sitting beside somebody wants to get baptized and, and, and they say, will you go with me? It's my favorite thing. If anybody ever, you better go. You better get back in the water. You say, I got, last, I got baptized last week. Get baptized this week. Do it again. Get in the water with them. I'll get in the water with you. Because some people just need somebody to go with me. Jesus said, I'll go with you. I'll, life is not meant to be lived alone. I'll go with you. I know we're a big church on Sunday. And listen to me. Look into my eyes. We're only going to get bigger. You hear me? We're on the precipice of revival like you have never seen. I'm telling you, God's, and we're only going to get bigger. And here's the reason why. Because heaven and hell are realities. If heaven and hell were just a figment of my imagination, it wouldn't matter. But as long as there's a real place called hell, we're going to keep getting bigger on Sundays. We're going to get, my job, your job, our job is to depopulate hell and to populate heaven, everybody. And until Jesus comes back, as long as heaven and hell are real, this church is going to get bigger and buildings will not contain it. Come on, come on. This building will not, the next building will not, campuses will not, it will not contain. We're going to keep getting bigger. But every time we do it, you listen to me. There's some of you, the reason you come to this church is because you like to know everybody because you need somebody to go with you. That's why we're going to keep getting bigger and keep getting smaller. You got to get in a group. You got to find your people. You got you got when you go to reach for somebody who's far from God, go with them. Go with me. Here's here's the last thing. If you'll bring them with you, I tell you this often, if you'll do what I can't do, reach the people in your life that you love, and I'll do what you can't do. And we'll offer them salvation. Jesus said, "Assuredly I tell you, Assuredly, I say to you, he offers them stability. Today you will be with me. He offers them support. And then he gives them hope of a better tomorrow. Everybody, if you'll look up this word paradise in the Greek, it, the best translation of it is a resort. Come on, somebody. How many of you could use a resort in your life right now? Where are you at right now? I'm not talking about sandals either. Come on, I'm talking about, I'm, <laughs> I'm, not, <laughs> I'm talking about a place you've got to pay for your own food. You know what I'm saying? Like nice. 
where bad kids can't come. You know what I'm saying? No kids allowed. Listen, people in your life, people in your family, people in your neighborhood, people on your block, people in your world, they're going through hell and they need paradise. The best thing you can do for yourself is help somebody else who's struggling. God can rescue you, but here's the message. And I point you to this oftentimes, and I know it's old-fashioned, but I just got to tell you, I think we've Americanized the gospel. I really do so much that we, we preach. And it's, it's a strange dichotomy. But we preach so much that God owes me fixing my here and now. That God's going to make everything right in my life here and now. And listen, you're in a church that believes God can do anything here and now. Miracle. I promise you. You will not, matter of fact, in just a moment, we're going to have prayer partners come. We'll lay hands on you and believe for anything. And I mean believe for anything. But listen to me. God doesn't promise you here and now. Let me say it. Let me say it a different way. Jesus offers more than a better now. He offers a better place. Everybody, this world isn't our home. This bad day isn't our home. There's a better. He said, today you're going to be with me, but we're not going to be here. We're going to be there. I want you to keep your eyes on heaven. Listen, I want you to keep your eyes off. Listen, God, Jesus doesn't just offer you, I'll, I'll tweak a little bit of you. No, no, no. He said, I'm going to give you something better than that. I'll take you out of this world. And in that world, there is no cancer diagnosis. There is no bankruptcy. Come on, there are no bill collectors calling. The, the, the hot light's always on at Krispy Kreme. Come on, somebody. Like when we go over there, it's always right. It's always right. It's not a better now. It's a better place. There are people in your life you've got to bring to a better place. Stand up all over. Come on, stand up. Bring them to you. Bring them, bring them, bring them this Easter. Turn around one more time on your seat. There's a little invite card. Bring me one right here. Where you at? Bring me one gray. There's an invite card right there on your seat. An Easter invite card. Somebody's got, there it is. Thank you. This little card. When you leave tonight, we got handfuls of them. I want you to take fistfuls of them. And I want you to invite people. Now listen, you say, Pastor, this is just about, this is just about crowds. It, listen, it really is. i got to be honest with you. You, you caught me. Because as long as there's hurting people and struggling people, then I'm going to keep reaching for larger and larger and larger and larger groups of people who need hope. Who need the hope that Easter offers. That this story is not the last story. That your bad day is not the end of the story there's a better place coming everybody I want you to reach out like you've never reached out before this Easter season 80% of people will say yes to an Easter invitation they may would say no any other time of the year but, but listen everybody goes to church on Easter so just invite everybody <laughs> just bring everybody and let me tell you what will happen I, I promise you what will happen if you'll use this month to bring the hurting and the broken and the struggling and those that are around you you listen to me. We're going to sing again. We'll go back in the night of worship. You listen to me. Let me tell you what will happen. You'll come out of Easter through your bad day because you helped somebody else through theirs. You'll come out of Easter through your bad day because you helped somebody else out of theirs. Bow your heads. Let me pray. Lord Jesus, I thank you for your word, and I thank you that you give us a better place, not just a better now. 
I thank you for the promise of heaven. This world is in our home. God, I pray for people who are living through their worst days, their bad days, that they would be distracted by someone who is lost around them. I pray in this very moment, God, you'd put somebody in my heart, somebody right now in their mind, a neighbor, a coworker, a friend, a family member who needs the hope that Easter offers. God, I would be distracted this month by my bad day. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm struggling too. I, I know where we can find help. God, I pray for people who are hungry now who will feed hungry people. I pray for people who are oppressed now who will spend their lives helping the oppressed so that their light would rise in the darkness and their nighttime would be like noonday. And they would look back over this season in their life and they would go, man, when I gave my life away, that's when I really found it. Like that's when things started turning around in my marriage when I invited my neighbor. Their marriage was struggling too. We didn't know it, but God healed us while he was healing them. I pray, I pray, I pray for this church. I pray. God, don't ever let us be a church more worried about me and mine and my stuff and my way and my... God, let us be distracted by the lost, distracted by people who aren't here yet, distracted by people who aren't on their way to heaven. Help us, help us, help us to be distracted. God, help me to live through my bad day by helping someone else live through theirs. In Jesus' name.